Welcome back to another episode of Con Job. This week we are joined by longtime listener Brittany Braun as she does a review of San Diego Comic Con, which took place July 20th through the 23rd in San Diego, California. Enjoy. Without further ado, well, there's no one really to introduce this week because I will be I will be joined by friend of the show and longtime, many time been on the shower, Brittany Braun. Two T's, two E's, no Y. Been on the shower. I like yes. that. Yes. Thank you. There's, there's, <laughs> there's got to be a hyphen in there somewhere. <laughs> so I how's feel it like going, shower, shower makes it a little yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> on but, the show yeah. person um it's good i'm in texas right now and it is hot yeah, like welcome it. to the welcome to the you know the south it's it's yeah. warm and uh it's warm in florida every day too <laughs> so uh, this, this hot at night time is what throws me because in yeah, california we, it's not hot at night so uh, i'm like it's you never get a hot break. in california <laughs> <laughs> um well you guys get stuck with the traffic so you don't have to worry about the heat just the traffic yeah 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 <laughs> all right so we have you to talk uh on to do a review of san diego comic-con which yeah. took place uh july 19th through the 23rd and is uh yeah let's let's just get right into it so the the first night is uh their you know quote-unquote preview night right and that's it's yeah. a much shorter hours right yeah uh preview night is just um is five, nine? six to nine six to nine yeah um but it gets I good put my paper in front of me but well they sell it out it, yeah. so it used to be that preview night you only got preview night if you bought the four-day badge so it you bought you know thursday through sunday and then you got wednesday night free so it was like sparsely attended because to buy the four-day badge was you know expensive and then you only have so many four-day badges, so there was less people there on Wednesday night. Well, now they sell preview night as its own night. So it's preview night, but it's basically its own day. I mean, the only reason they can really call it preview night is because it's only three hours. Um, but it's, I mean, it's packed. It's its a crazy amount of people because all of the exclusive booths have their exclusives. So you get a lot of that kind of mix, too, of... Um, People are rushing in to get to the exclusives because it's the first night that they can get them. Yeah, I remember being there and just as soon as that door opens, people are just sprinting to a specific spot. And they're yeah. always like, no running, but then nobody follows the rules. They just sprint. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they kind of just gave up on the no running situation because it's such a massive convention hall. Like, I don't really know what the square footage is in comparison to New York Comic Con. It's really the only thing you can compare it to. But um, the aisles are so big. I don't know. And they do. San Diego does a good job. Funco is on one side of the convention center and it's in the back left corner. And that's where. So Funco, Loungefly, Bait is sort of back there. And then on the right side. I love having all the huge ones in the back. Everyone, you know, they always want to be at the front. It's like people are going to you anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's like make them walk by everybody else. Like it's perfect. That layout is perfect, you know? And San Diego has kind of always done that because like so Marvel still had a booth this year, but they didn't really have any presence 
Um, DC normally has a huge booth, like a massive two-story booth. They haven't had a booth there for the past couple of years. Um, I'm not sure when or how that will come back. Um, But like sideshow collectibles, those are all either in the middle or the back of the room. So it really does force the traffic back. Um, The other end of the hall is all of your like um, Nintendo anime type stuff. Big pin is down there. Upper deck is down there. So you kind of have this like division of where people go. So it's not just like one half of the hall is all of the big stuff. And then the back is just regular vendors. It's kind of all spread out, which is nice. Yeah. So let's talk about sales then for Wednesday. So Wednesday sales, um, you know, are, I'm trying to think of what to compare them to at a regular show. Um, this year was really weird for me. I was really down on Wednesday, like 50% down. Um, but I had a complicated situation where I had a 10 by 10 corner. Well, let me, let me start from the beginning. The way it works with Comic-Con is once you're in, you're in. And you are guaranteed your spot on the floor unless you request to be moved elsewhere and they can accommodate that. So worst case scenario, you're in your same spot that you had the previous year. Well, this year when I got my contract, my 10 by 10 corner, I got, I, I didn't have a corner when the contract came. So I had to contact them and say, Hey, you know, last year, I know you upgraded me to a 10 by 20 on site. So that also factors into like my sales difference for this year. But you told me that I, I'd at least have my corner back because somebody oh, else so they... moved into my corner on site last okay. year, but so they, they shouldn't have been you... guaranteed that. Okay. Right. Yeah. So even if you upgrade on site or you move on site, you're not guaranteed that spot because whoever had that spot originally, for whatever reason, they're not there. Um, they technically, if they paid for the, for that year, they get that back, that spot back. So they're like, Oh, we have one corner available still. You can have it. Well, when I get there, the guy next to me, my neighbor is talking about how the guy who was in that my spot previous in the previous year hated that spot. Fig pins line blocked his booth the whole weekend. Uh, the pillars blocked his displays. And I'm thinking, great, this is such awesome. a wonderful way to start the weekend. Me up. <laughs> so positive. Um, and Rod, the guy who's like the main contact for most of the vendors, um, I had been talking to him leading up to the show saying, Hey, you know, if anybody doesn't show up, I'm looking for a 10 by 20 or a different corner spot. Well, just nothing became available basically, um, that was going to fit that, you know, what I was looking for. And so, um, so I have had it working against me that I went from having a 10 by 20 space down to a 10 by 10. And then I was also in a less desirable location, um, which is really interesting because this is the first show I feel like I've had where that really, really made a difference. Um, and I don't know, we, I guess we could analyze the factors of that. But my sales were down 50% on Wednesday from last year. Um, wow, was that was from, last year like a really, really good year or just, you know, So what, what everyone else was telling me last year was that it still felt pre-pandemic because last year was the first year I actually got to do the show, like the regular show. I did the special edition that they had had in 2021 in November um, since I couldn't do, still couldn't do the regular Comic-Con. So this was, last year was my first like real San Diego. Um, 
But so last year, some people were saying like, oh, it still doesn't feel pre-pandemic. Then people were saying this year that it did feel closer to um, those numbers. So that was a little bit of a bummer. Like I was still like, okay, I hope this isn't how the rest of the weekend goes. Cause I'm going to be like really, really down. But I would say normally like a Wednesday, if you, the Wednesday, if you compare it to like a regular day at a busy show, you essentially are going to get the proportionate sales of only being open for three hours. Right. Right. Okay. And did you talk to any other vendors? Like I know Sonia was there. Yeah. Sonia said she had, um, she had a good night. It wasn't, again, wasn't totally pre pandemic. Um, her location, she has an interesting location situation too, because she had a corner years ago, pre pandemic then when she was sub like subletting someone's booth, then when she had to get a booth on her own, she couldn't get a corner Then she moved spots to a better location, but didn't have a corner this year. So it was better. I mean, it really does cause like a whole discussion on what is it worth to pay to have more space? What is it worth to pay premium versus not premium? I mean, San Diego doesn't have those options, but just in, in general in the industry. Yeah. So just uh-huh. to, just to touch on that, I've, I've always said, like, if you have a 10 by 10, you know, someone's walking by, you have like three steps to get their attention with something, you know, they see. If you have a 10 by 20, you have about six or seven, maybe eight steps, depending on how they walk or how tall they are. So it just, that's the, that's the big difference. So you have, you know, if you have a 10 by 30, then it's like, you know, 10 to 12 steps. You know what I mean? Like you just got more, if they're looking and just walking by and looking at you, you got three steps till they're onto the next booth or six or seven, you know what I mean? So that's where, that's how I always look at it. And it's like, to me, more is obviously better because you can show more. So there's less time of people having to look through your stuff. You know, like ours is a book. They can see everything, you know, and it's like, oh, I I like that. You know, so now let me go see what else I like, you know, as opposed to, you know, I'm walking by three steps and nothing really caught my eye. I'm good. Well, and then that's an interesting, like, I never thought about it from an art perspective because you guys do a very, like, a browsing kind of style setup, whereas uh-huh. some art booths are like, here's our wall of art. Those are all of the prints that we offer. Right. The books are tell the same as want. the wall. Tell, you know, right. tell me, do you want, right. you know, four over, five down or whatever. Right. Um, but for the booths that are more interactive, my biggest problem when I don't have the space is that as soon as four people are standing in front of my corner booth, people can't walk up. Right. And I have stuff that takes time to look at, you know, my earring board has a hundred pairs of earrings on it. I have 50 prints of skirts. Plus I need to measure you to make sure that you get the right size. Um, There's 32 different sock prints that you can choose from. There's a bunch of handbags and, and it's clothing. So it requires explanation. So by not having that space, as soon as we got crowded, it creates a little bit of appeal. Like some people are like, oh, why is everyone crowding around that booth? I want to go over there. Right. So, you know, you have to factor that in a little bit. But then I think that works better when when you have a 10 by 20 that everyone's crowding around. Then people are like, wow, that's a big booth and everybody wants to be there. I want to be there too. Versus a 10 by 10, they're like, I can't even see what's over there because it's so crowded. I'll just keep moving. Right. And I've noticed with us when like if we don't have the space to show everything in the back and we only, you know, we have to rely on the books a lot more, you know, you only have one book. So if someone's looking, someone's going to be waiting potentially and they're only going to wait so long. 
then they're right. just like, all right, I'll come back or maybe I won't, whatever. You know what I mean? So that's that's one one of the downfalls to the books, but it also lets them see the item a lot closer up. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you have a yeah. ten by twenty space, do you do like two books? No, I still do one, but I can display literally everything in the back. Yeah, that's true. You know, so they don't that's they don't true. have to look in the book. Yeah. You know? And it's interesting too, because I had like a couple situations arise where someone was looking at earrings, for instance, and I always kind of laugh because I know that, you know, you want to pick the thing that's right for you. And for some people, the $25 that they bring to the show is the $25 they have to spend. And if they're going to spend it at my booth, then that's like an honor that they chose my booth. But my earrings are two for 25. I'm a jewelry person. I can walk up and look at something and say, I want that. It's going to look good on my ear. Cool. Let's go. Some people really have to sit there and like analyze everything about the pairs of earrings. I can see the person standing behind them wanting to look at the board. I don't want to lose that customer, but I also don't want to be rude to the customer who's looking. So I have to like, how do you tell the person who's looking, Hey, the person behind you would also like to look, would you mind just shooting six inches over to the left or, Oh, you know, did you narrow down some favorites? Maybe I can help you choose. Right. You don't want to like force it, but you also want to make sure the other person gets a chance to look too before they get fed exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I hear you. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta. Oh, are you still looking? Because you know, there's other people behind you. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know the nice way to say it, but um, all right. So let's move on to Thursday then. So Thursday got um a little bit better um as far and as and it was like, normal normal hours. Yeah, normal. So the rest of the weekend goes 10 to 7, and then Sunday's 10 to 5. Right. So normal, normal convention hours. Um, I was only down a little bit on Thursday um, from last year, like not even 10%. And again, I just kind of chalked that up to the circumstances. Um, But it was good. I mean, Thursday is a solid, like I made more on Thursday than I've made in an entire weekend at other shows. Okay. And that's Thursday. So I'm like then, trying to compare it to like, again, to New York Comic Con. My Thursday at San Diego is like 25% more than New York Thursday. And how is it? You, know, you said Wednesday was packed. Is, is Thursday a similar packed? Is it different? Um, it's, I would say that Thursday was more packed as far as like evenly throughout the floor. Wednesday has more pockets because more people are just coming to be the first people to get the exclusives on the first night. Um, Whereas Thursday, you have the combination of people who now have just come because they get a full, their first full day, you know, they don't even bother with preview night. Um, And they're looking more because they're less rushed because it's not just three hours. Right. Right. And you also have the exclusive booths have now sold out of some stuff. So maybe people aren't going to those booths as much or not spending as much time there. The lines aren't as long because, you know, you're starting to dwindle down supplies, which I could see happening because by Saturday, like I could just use Figpin as an example because they're directly behind me. By Saturday, they didn't have a line like at all. Like they had a normal like queue in front of their booth, but no line going all the way down the aisle because their exclusives are all gone. Right. So, so that funny. got progressively shorter. I know it's it's funny to me because I'm like, you know, you have five days of shows, but yeah. that's the whole limited edition of it. I mean, is what it is. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how Funko's works. I mean, theirs might have been bonkers every day. but <laughs> Right. So Friday then. So Friday, I would say um, Friday, Thursday and Friday are usually pretty equal. Um, Friday, slightly busier, but very similar vibes to Thursday. Um, I think Saturday is really where you see the uptick. Um, for, for us this year, Friday was the busiest day. And I think that was a result of more of my followers and people who had shopped with me in the past, finally finding me and right. feeling that kind of pressure to buy. Cause they were like, Oh my gosh, you're all the way. I kept getting the comment. You're all the way down here this year. Oh, I was looking in the center of the room where you were last year. And this year, I don't even come down here normally, but I saw your post and you know saw your booth number so that was that was like a little disheartening of course yeah yeah but, um, I but i but i and, I, and it makes me feel bad for other vendors too because it, again it brings up that location difference of oh you're all the way down here like yeah that's how we felt in new york i mean you remember our spot yeah yeah and so it's like yeah people are like come to you on sunday at like noon and they're like oh i just i was finally able to find you it's like, yeah, oh. <laughs> but then in the middle of the room too. Oh my gosh, yeah, I've been looking you're for right. you everywhere, and you're like, I'm like literally in the middle yeah, of the intersection. I'm like the, I'm like the third row over from the door. Yeah. How did you miss me? Yeah, no, I got you. But uh, but so yeah, so, so Friday was the busiest for us. We had you know we had the most stock. We had the most repeat clients come back. Um, Saturday was still was still solid and and was it didn't feel like a normal Saturday to me. But from what other vendors were saying, it didn't feel like a normal Saturday, but wasn't as big of a drastic change as mine was. Okay. And then, um, so Sundays, and that's, yeah, let's talk about Sunday, because then I have another question after that. Sunday was bonkers. Really? Better than Saturday? Almost, it was better for me. It was math. It was 25% better than Saturday. Um, and I almost hit Friday, which was my biggest day. Um, I talked to Sonia and same thing. I think Sonia said her Sunday beat Saturday also. Um, so yeah, so my, my order of days went Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Saturday, Wednesday. Wow. Saturday was my fourth worst. Now I think part of that too is that, and this is what I noticed like at Dragon Con, for instance, the I'll call them amateurs come on Saturday. The pros are there shopping on the first day. They know that stuff sells out. They know that it's crowded on Saturday and they're not going to get to spend as much time at the booths they want to look at. So Saturday tends to not be the best day for me at Dragon Con. Um, I think that's kind of at big shows. Like I think that's sort of where the trend is going. Um, or Saturday is the best day, but it's not like demonstrably different. It's not, it's not doing the normal formula of the two times Friday. Um, right. like I always say two times Friday and then Sunday somewhere in between. Yeah. I think at the big shows, people who are really shopping and just, and just spending money, they're not buying one thing at the convention and having to walk the whole floor. They come and shop on Thursday and Friday, but on Saturdays, when you get all the people who are like, 
okay, I don't normally come to conventions or this is my one convention or I spent a ton of money to get here. So I don't have that much money to spend on the floor. I mean, that's just kind of my observation of it, but, um, but yeah, Sunday was crazy. Every vendor I talked to was like, where did this come from? Oh my gosh, all day, just bang, 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 bang. Like people buying, which again, last day, but for it to be as, as high of sales, not just busyness. It was, uh, I mean, it was great. It was a great way to end the weekend. It made me feel much better about the weekend. And as a whole, what's weird is I like did my numbers and my, my costs were about the same as far as like my accommodations and stuff. Like I would drive down there. We stayed in the same hotel we stayed in last year. Um, I have to pay for two rooms cause my brother comes down to take care of the baby. Um, we're there for a week. And then just food and whatever in general, because I didn't have to pay an extra $2,700 for that second booth, my profit was really not that off. Oh, okay. So it made me not as impressed about the situation because it was a roller coaster of emotions over the weekend. But that any, any reason why the roller coaster of emotions? Yeah. <laughs> well, just because, you know, I, I came into the weekend really excited and super prepped a lot, you know, tons of planning and materials and, and you know, all of that goes into getting prepared for San Diego. Um, I was hopeful that I'd be able to move locations like I did last year, that I'd get a bigger booth, then stayed hopeful because we set up because we didn't we didn't touch on that, but like we loaded we dropped off of our stuff on Monday. So on Monday, you, um, they do pallet service. You can't go in and set up at all, but you drop your stuff off. Um, they pallet it. And then when you get there on Tuesday, it's at your booth. Um, so it's kind of nice too, because there's like less forklifts and craziness happening on the floor. They're still there, but it's not as like hectic. Yeah. Um, plus on Monday, because not as many people go on Monday, you can technically still use the pallet service on Tuesday. We pulled into the marshalling yard. They gave us our pass. We drove right over to the convention center. We were unloaded. The whole process took less than a half hour to so do, that was go to the be, marshalling yard back over. Yeah. That was the question that. I was going to ask was the, was the loading. Cause we, didn't, we usually start there. We didn't talk about that. So it was yeah. easy. Oh, it's a piece of cake. That's and so, I, I such told a breath them, of fresh air. Yeah. Last year, they didn't even use a marshalling yard on Monday. I don't know if they did on Tuesday. We just went directly to the convention center. And it was the same same setup and everything, just minus the marshalling yard. I commented to the people running um, the marshalling yard table. I said, it's funny. You guys make this so easy. It's almost complicated because when I pulled into the marshalling yard, there were literally zero cars. Like no other vendors were there. So I was like, where do we go? Are we in the right place? This is the address, like doesn't seem right. And he's like, oh, that's because you're here today. We wish more people would show up on Monday. Tomorrow will be crazy. So I don't have an accurate depiction of what Loden is like on Tuesdays, but you have the option to show up on Monday and it's a piece of cake. Nice, okay. And then yeah. load, load out. Um, loadout is more complicated. You, they use the marshalling yard. It's the same thing. Um, you're supposed to load your booth up or sorry, break your booth down. 
go get a pass, then you can go wait to the marshaling. Nobody yard. follows that anyway. They just grab the and nobody pass. follows. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's it's funny because I went and asked them how late we were able to keep our stuff there because we were gonna go to dinner and then just pull up in front of the convention center once they took the barricades down, which is what we did last year. So I wanted to make sure like, oh, hey, how late can we keep our stuff in here? And what time will they open those barricades? I walked back and the girl was like, oh, they probably won't open the barricades tonight. Um, you're supposed to be out of here by 11 p.m. But do you want your doc pass? She didn't even like ask if we were ready, <laughs> if we were done. She was just like, here's your doc pass. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't need a doc pass. But I did That's find hilarious. out that you can go in on Monday and pick up your stuff. And aside from the fact that we had to pay for parking because like we parked underneath of it, we literally parked, went up and got the stuff, no wait for the elevators. We, I maybe saw one other vendor loading stuff out and there's like no additional charge for that. Like we didn't get charged overtime or anything like that. They hadn't even, hadn't even broken down the drapes, the pipe and drapes and tables when we went in to get our stuff. They were still doing all the big, like massive uh, booths. Parking underneath it is such a, such a great thing isn't it i mean it's it's expensive yeah. but man you just park you walk right up and i remember when we did it whatever 2015 or 16 and it was like walking up and you have to walk by all those people to get to your you know you get close to, to mm -hmm. go time and you're like excuse me excuse me and you just yeah. it's like it's like i got a backstage pass so you're just showing everybody excuse me yeah. excuse me, excuse me. And then yeah the you're like just, Wayne they World. just open the they, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> what it is. And, and then they, they open the door for you and you're like bye yeah you know so yeah no that's it, good I, it's a, my it's only nice. frustration with that that staff at that convention center because it's so big i think sometimes the message doesn't get delivered to every single person blocking the door because we went in one morning and we watched vendors walk in this particular hall because there's like halls a through f i think are like actual like vendor halls because then hall h is the the big like arena where they usually do all the big previews and stuff like that um so we we were all the way down at hall a that was where our booth was oh, okay hall a was also where the ada entrance was which i think also hurt us because i didn't find out until the second day only people who could enter there were ada it didn't matter if all the ada people had already entered they weren't letting anyone else walk in that way so that was your first detriment because my booth was right next to that door so people got down there they were told they couldn't go in there and then they had to turn around now you could walk uh, out that door like i wanted to go to the bathroom i walked out that door went down to the lobby came back to go back in and they wouldn't even let vendors walk in that way oh that's so, awful you have to yeah. go all the way around yeah so i'm like first of all why do you even have this open for us to walk out second of all this feels like a fire hazard like you should be able to walk in and out of these doors you could walk out to Oh, the first day they let me walk out to the bathrooms, which I had to go past the ADA entrance. The second day they told me I couldn't, but they were letting people walk out of the exhibit hall. Well, you could walk directly out into the street, I guess. You just couldn't walk down the concourse. Oh, so many so that was words. annoying. And then when we walked in another day, we're like, okay, well, we can't walk in by A, so we'll walk in by C. I watched vendors in front of me walk in those doors. And then when I got to the doors, they're like, oh, no, it's over there. It's like, okay. And I don't think that has anything to do with Comic-Con because I don't think they run like what doors they let people in. They just have to know that exhibitors have to be allowed on the floor, but they legitimately were like, 
all these people went, but nope, you got to walk to the next seven doors. It's like, okay. But, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you re up, you're going to be back. Like that's of course. Because if you're not going to, I would tell you to re up and I'll just take your booth. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, to give people an idea, because everybody always asks, how much do these booths cost? So yeah. next year, when you, I filled out my re up application. So basically, what they allow you to do, you can, Fill out your application for whatever size booth you want. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. You're still only guaranteed. What like I'm have. guaranteed a 10 by 10 corner in that spot. But I applied for a 10 by 20 end cap because I basically wanted to show them if I have to pay for a 10 by 20 end cap in order to get 20 feet, I will do that. Right. If I get so, it, it's $7,900. Oh, gosh. Yeah, That's so it's the two, <laughs> two 10 by 10s plus the two corner fees, which I think the corner fee is $1,000. Yikes. And that's with um, a discount, right, of, of doing it early. Yeah, that's the early, that's the early discount. I don't, yeah. I don't even pay attention to what the later discount is because the right. only way you don't get the early discount is if you don't apply by August 1st or oh, August 16th or something like that. Because they don't even – they still honor the discount even if you don't pay. Do you so, pay right then too, or do you have, do you just fill out the application? That's the confusing thing. You fill out the application, and then when some people told me, they went and did a deposit, and it says on there you you can make a deposit in front of Hall C at the Exhibitor Services booth. Doesn't say you have to. Well, I got busy on Sunday, wasn't expecting to, so I'm filling out my application on Sunday morning. And it, it, it's like a digital thing. They email you to say, hey, you know, you can fill out your application for next year. So then I got busy, didn't think about it, just wanted to get out of there, you know, wanted to go have dinner, wanted to go see my baby. On Monday, I realized, oh my God, I never gave them any money. So I go into the application, like confirmation email, and it says, click to see your invoice. So I click it and it specifically says, do not send money. So wow. I'm like, I, and I've never paid a deposit on site. Last year, they specifically asked us not to. They said, we're going to send out the invoices and there'll be like instructions to pay. Um, I don't want to give them money if I don't have to. Like, yeah, I, right. I know some vendors think it means that they here. get their space, but yeah. you're already guaranteed your space. So yeah, if I don't have to pay a year ahead of time, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, so you do you do re up and um and then you just have to wait and but I sent you know I always send it's like it's a big piece of advice I always tell vendors who get frustrated with shows and stuff I say hey after shows maybe not every single show because we all know which ones need it and which ones don't but send a thank you to the to the vendor coordinator and just say hey thanks for all your help on site I had a great year can't wait to see you next year don't ask for anything don't you know, bitch about what went wrong. Just say thank you. So I did. I yeah. emailed it broad and I said, thank you so much for trying to um, help me move this year. I know I asked you a hundred times, you know, every 30 minutes, are you ready for me to come see if there's a spot? And I appreciate your patience with me. It didn't work out this year. Hopefully next year. Can't wait to talk about, you know, WonderCon and San Diego 2024. And he wrote me back a big, long, like thoughtful email saying, basically like that he felt bad that he couldn't help me out. Send us an email with all of your stuff that you're looking for, what areas would be ideal for you. We'll see what we can do. So 
it might not it might not happen because if every single booth says I want my same spot you know but I at least feel like he acknowledged that the situation wasn't ideal oh nice okay and he has to know that the guy that was there the year before me didn't like it because he also came by my booth and was talking to my neighbor and he was like oh yeah man it's just like those pillars and da 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 like <laughs> guys positive vibes positive yeah vibes. right exactly <laughs> okay well do you have um i guess anything else to add then that that seems like it's the juggernaut that it is yeah it's just it's um well here's the real question don't before you say that yeah because everybody in this industry is always like oh i want to do san diego i want to you know san diego san... is it all it's cracked up to be it is 100% worth the profit margin. There's going to be like, I think there's going to be years where you're disappointed because maybe of your location, um, maybe the situation changes. Like I said, I went from a 10 by 20 to a 10 by 10. Were my sales down? Yeah, but I still have to look at it from the point of view of it was still an amazing show amazing profit i just had higher expectations of what it could be um i only know a few circumstances of vendors that i talked to and this was pre-pandemic pre before i ever had a booth there um of them saying oh it's just not worth what it costs i don't know what other people's sales are um so i guess you have to weigh that out um and there's ways of making it cheaper, obviously. We stay in a hotel downtown. But I have my brother and my baby. I want the convenience. I want the ease of not having to deal with trying to get an yeah. Uber, trying to drive, et cetera. Right. We go down on Monday, technically speaking. We could drive down on Tuesday, drop stuff off, and then drive back down on Wednesday. And only stay Wednesday through Sunday. We stay till Monday, so we don't have to rush out Sunday night. So there are ways of making it cheaper. Um but well, don't you live, how far is your home from there? Well, LA is like three hours north of San Diego. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a turnaround thing. But like some people, like Sonia, for instance, she drives her merchandise down on Monday, has them palleted since we can't set up at all, just drops it off, then drives back, picks up more stuff, and then drives down on Tuesday, re reloads that in, sets up, and then stays Tuesday through. Right, and that's common i've talked to quite a few vendors that do that but i thought about doing that this year just to like day to not have to pay for a room or whatever and i like i said i have to pay for two rooms because of my brother um but then when we got down there and we had to take we rented a van we had to take the van back we had to get the two rooms we have to make sure we have everything set up for the baby we got to go to the grocery store we gotta um you know just get dinner because now we're haven't eaten it's too much to try and squeeze in one day it's just not worth the stress right so for me the show is so good that it's worth taking that extra day um definitely i I agree with you there uh, there's something to be said about alleviating some stress by just paying to stay closer paying to stay longer yeah obviously and obviously do it every show it's probably not a good idea but you know some of those bigger ones like we do it for dragon you know yeah Exactly. Um, the show I'm at this weekend, for instance, is only a Saturday, Sunday show. It's 
you know, I, my sales will be good, but they're not going to be insane. I literally flew in this morning. I set up. I will do the show Saturday and Sunday, and then I fly home Sunday night. There's not yeah, a lot of wiggle room nice. in the profit to stay an extra night into Monday. And especially when, when, you know, you can't set up on the same day. Like I already had to spend the day here um, just doing setup. So, you know, there's shows that you, you accommodate for, but I would say dr- like Dragon Con, New York and San Diego are the ones that I spend extra days at. I maybe mega, I haven't done mega con, so I don't know, maybe that would be one that you would. Huh. Yeah. But I, yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I think the only like I'm trying to think of extra notes that I would say um in regards to oh, I know a lot of people ask the question, do you feel like the strike hurt? Yeah, that what I was gonna, that's what I was gonna get into next because some of those uh the celebrities. So I think the hard thing for San Diego in that specific situation was that the strike literally started right before San Diego. There have been shows obviously since San Diego that I think figured it out. There was less like, Oh, the stars don't know what to do. Oh, the studios don't know what to talk about. What's allowed. Now the publicists have to go in and give a whole like spiel to the show and the, um, you know, the people running the questions and stuff like that. So I do think it hit it a little bit. I think there was perhaps less people um, maybe there because just you had that percentage of industry that didn't come. Um, Not like the big celebrities are walking the floor, but all the people who are attached to those celebrities, all the publicists, all the assistants, all the people who are just there to, you know, run coffee and run the soundboard and, you know, make sure that this gets to this place that get to walk the floor on their breaks. Right. That yeah. that wasn't there. So to me, it didn't feel as crowded, even in the city, as it did last year. Um, so maybe in that way it affected it. But from what it seems like everyone, like I talked to guest-wise and, um, you know, people who tried to like go to panels and things like that. They still had great panels. The celebs were still like creating good conversation. It was still entertaining. Um, so as far as the fan is concerned, I don't think it it hurt. But okay. but I do think I do think it affected the numbers. And I think that I think that has balanced out now. Like I don't think New York is going to be affected by that. I definitely right. don't think Dragon Con's be affected by that because it's a totally different yeah type different of show. kind of show. Yeah. Yeah, but I think by now. Um, they they figured out what they, they can't do. Yeah, because I was gonna say we're at the show we're at now is um there's plenty of panels and they're and they're talking and you know so yeah I'm sure you know they know you can't ask these questions or you can't talk about that so I'm sure it's um sorted itself out for the most part so yeah. just how long it's gonna go on we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But, Mayor of LA is saying it can't keep going much longer. Like yeah. she has control over it. But yeah, exactly. She'll do an executive order. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i was at lunch yesterday and there was reality tv filming around the corner so some stuff is there but oh, interesting okay yeah yeah that I, that I got to talking to someone who's doing the production stuff and it was actually an interesting perspective too because it, as far as our industry is concerned because she was talking about how she normally works in scripted television and 
when the writers went on strike, basically all of that stopped. Um, and unless you were in post-production, you weren't working. And then when the actors went on strike, it really like stopped anything that was like already written that was uh, being done. And she had to switch to doing non-scripted just so she could work. And she talked about like, she's not making as much money as she did before. And a lot of people in her industry are having to question what they're doing for careers and stuff like that. So I do think there will be an industry shift and that could affect us. Um, you know, if just as much new stuff doesn't get created, if there's not right. as much news to release, you know, like when Marvel movies, like when we hit Endgame, there was a little drop in excitement amongst yeah. celebrity guests and stuff like that because it was yeah. over. Right. So we could see a little bit of a dip as far as that is concerned, but yeah. I think I think we're gonna no matter what, but um, just because there's gonna be that lull, however long it was, but yeah, I, we'll see. It remains to be seen. Yeah, um, I'm still optimistic for the rest of the year. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I, uh, yeah, that's all I got for questions. <laughs> yeah, so, I, um, I guess if people want to do the show, it never hurts to apply take whatever they'll give you because you never know you might be able to move on site you might need to be able to upgrade on site i always say i would take a janitor closet if they had it i'll set up in the bathroom if they'd allow it when i first signed up i only got a 10 by 10 inline and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do for my setup but i will make it work to make sure i'm in the door and then they happened to have a corner pull out and i was able to upgrade to that and once you're upgraded to it like on your contract then it's yours right so now i just have to fight for more space but even even the first year i did new york comic-con i had a 10 by 10 in line and i was disappointed in my sales just based on what everybody else had said like oh my gosh new york's so bonkers it's so crazy yeah it was still my best year show of the year but it wasn't as insane as i thought it was going to be but then the next year i got a corner so yeah you know you got to get coffee before you get show yeah, the producer you gotta your get, script you gotta get your <laughs> you gotta get your bread before you get your appetizers exactly so, <laughs> gotcha. that's a great way of putting it i like that yeah. <laughs> all right free, well, you gotta get the free bread first yeah exactly get the free for bread before you get your food yeah but all right well thanks for coming on i appreciate you joining us and uh, giving us the review and um tell everybody how to find you two t's two e's no y yep at Brittany braun on everything and um they can see me at uh actually only a couple more shows this year because i'm due at the end of december (laughs) because do what i'm gonna have another baby girl yes um you heard it here first everybody yes (laughs) mini mic number two will be nice yeah december 23rd just so you're aware um ryan is a unisex name just throwing it out there (laughs) <laughs> got some names in the work we haven't landed it, it's hard because lily was so easy for us and now we're like man we can't figure anything and out considering anyway. how much lily considering how much lily actually loves me it might be it might be a, a worthwhile name just saying and you're not gonna so, get to see her i know i know i'll see um, her soon i'll make a trip or something there you go disneyland <laughs> there, we go. Um, there we go but yeah i'll be at dragon con uh labor day weekend and then i'll be at new york comic-con in october and i will be at la comic-con at the beginning of december so those are my 
Wow, my last three of the year. Nice. Okay, and then you'll be off. I might throw Rose City in there, but I. It's dependent on doctor's orders. So, right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just three big ones to go. And then, well, and then we're all on hiatus anyway. Yeah, exactly. Holidays. So yeah. I couldn't have timed this better. <laughs> all uh, right, well, yeah, where I'm, are we going to see you guys? So next? gosh, we're going to be all over. So we're at uh, Steel City this weekend. We will be at, oh my gosh, next weekend. No, no, Toronto in two weeks. The Fan Expo Toronto or Fan Expo Canada. I'm interested. Um, I have questions about how that works. Okay, we'll talk. So and then a, yeah. Dragon is the week after that. So yeah, we have a few, and then yeah, we got plenty coming up. So there's plenty, plenty of chance to see me. Oh like wait, we are talking about we have, we have 25 shows and two people. <laughs> well, no, my daughter. My daughter. No, I know. Me. Yeah, yeah. So hey, did you guys hire someone speaking? So of? we're we uh we we trained our first two people this weekend. We got another couple coming up. So yeah, we're 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 training a few more than we're gonna wind up keeping, but we're just you know just in case they don't work out or they don't like it or whatever. So yeah, we've we've moved on to uh, the training portion. So yeah, another another episode talking about employees. Yes, exactly, exactly. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully well, next time I'm on, Alexa will be here and. Yeah, exactly. We'll get her to stop making new glassware so that she's uh, you know. Darn that hard work shows. Her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, sorry again for the hiatus, but uh, hopefully you enjoy this one. And if you didn't, uh, just blame Brittany. Don't do that. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.